Also, äh, äh, ich weiß auch nicht. Oh, ja, ich weiß nicht. Das ist right, Mazel Tov, Mazel Tov. Uh, also by Daniel Sadian for the success of Kali Yisrael in these times and Atzlacha for our soldiers and for our captives. Also by Rachel and Jeff Rottenberg and family in commemoration of the third yard side of Joe Rottenberg, Yosef Yitzchak, Ben Moshe Cohen. Also by Avishai Newman in honor of his father's yard site, Chaim Naftali Ben Yaakov Shlomo's yard site is today. Also by Moshe Bookbinder, Li'ili Nishmas' grandmother, Sanya Fink, Sarah Bas, Rav Yochanan, Allah Shalom, We thank all of the sponsors very much for these sponsorships. And what we're going to talk about today is the following. The Mishnah is going to talk, to talk about the chiyuv of a professional who ruins the item that he's working on. So to what extent is he obligated to pay when he, when he was uh, hired to work on something, to fix something, and instead he destroyed that something. He ruined it in some way or another. Then the Gemara is going to bring a raya uh, about the primary sugya on today's daf, which is the sugya of Uman Kona Bishvach Kli. So the Gemara is going to bring a raya that indeed Uman Kona Bishvach Kli, that as an Uman works on a Kli, he becomes the owner of the Kli, and then when he gives it back to the original Bailim and gets paid for it, it's as if he's selling his Kli to the original Bailim. And then the Gemara is going to bring a proof against Uman Kona Bishvach Kli, and the Gemara is going to reject each raya. So we're not going to have one, or a clear raya in one way or the other. Then on the bottom of Amadal, the Gemara is going to say, wait, this machlokas of Uman Kona this discussion of Uman Kona Kli may already be a machlokas Tanaim. But then the Gemara says, no, that machlokas Tanaim that you're pointing to as perhaps being about Uman Kona Kli has four or alternative explanations of what they are in fact arguing about. Then the Gemara is going to talk about an Ahmed Beis. What if a shochet messes up? You give a shochet an animal to shecht, and he does it in such a way where the animal is now dead but not kosher. So, uh, to what extent is the shochet obligated to pay for uh, for for messing up? Uh, the the uh, the Gemara is going to tell the story with a particular shaila with the shechita where Rav was doubly machmir. He was machmir in shechita and he was machmir in dinim amenus. And then at the end of the daf, which we'll see if we get to today. The Gemara is going to talk about uh, with the responsibility of a money changer who messes up. He's supposed to assess the value of a coin, and he gets it all wrong. So uh, the Gemara is going to tell a Maisa where Abchio uh, goes lufnim mishuras adin relating to that uh, to that topic. So let's begin on Daf Tzadi Chesam Beis. We are again at the Mishnah on Daf Tzadi Chesam Beis. So says the Mishnah: Nasan umanin l'saken. If let's say you give a carpenter some uh, something to fix a particular clue, and then after, or to make a particular kli, v'kilkalo. And after he completed the kli, he ruined it in some way. So chayav l'shalim, he has to pay the bailim for the value of the kli. Nasa l'charash shida teva umigdal. If you give a carpenter a, uh, a, a wagon uh, made out of wood for, uh, for, for women to, uh, to ride in, or a box that, uh, that, uh, that, uh, that, uh, that, uh, that was placed in front of a storekeeper to sell his wares, or a, uh, a closet, to, uh, or you know, a cabinet to Lesakein Vikilkel, and then he ruined it. Chayiv Lashalim. He has to pay for the full value of that uh, of that kli. 
Lee. Now, if you have a builder who accepted upon himself the obligation to knock down a wall, he's uh, you know, a contractor who's going and doing uh, significant work, so he's, uh, part of his job is he's supposed to knock down a wall, and he broke the stones of that wall, or he damaged the stones of that wall. In the Mishnahis, the Girsi is not Shehizikan, but Shehizik. And that's Rashash's Girsa as well. So the Pashtus of that Girsa is that the, the Avanim that he knocked down were Mazik other people. That's in fact how the Me'iri understands the Mishnah. However, the Tferis Yisrael on the Mishnah says that no, means that he was Mazik the Avanim themselves. And the Chiddush is that even though it's very Shechiach that the Avanim are going to be ruined, when you knock down a wall made of Avanim, he's still going to be Chayiv because he's a builder. He's supposed to know how to knock down a wall without ruining the, uh, the Avanim. So when he knocked down the wall and he destroyed the Avanim, Chayiv L'Shalem, that he's in fact going to be Chayiv to, uh, to pay. Because Minastami was Mechabel not to be Shover the Avanim. Rabbi Yohannes and the Meiri point out that when the Avanim damage other people, so then he's Chayiv because he should have paid more attention. But the Balabayis is Pater because once the builder has accepted upon himself to do this Malacha, the Balabayis is Misalik himself from any Shmira. He doesn't have any requirements over here. All the responsibility lies on the builder, and therefore he's the Adam or the Olam that's responsible for whatever damage the wall did on its way down. If the builder was destroying, knocking down the wall on one side, and the wall fell on the other side, meaning it was a very long wall, and the wall didn't fall as a direct, uh, as a result of a direct hit on the one side of the wall, even though um, the, the, the direct hit on one side of the wall ca- caused the reverberations of that cause the other side of the wall to fall down, so Potter, then he's going to be Potter. But if it was, the falling was a result of, uh, of the striking that he did, the hitting that he did, he banged with the hammer, with kol kolcho, and the wall came tumbling down, so then chayv, then he has to pay for the damage that he, had, that he had done. So now, the Mishnah had said at the beginning, that you give a carpenter, she to table a migdal to fix, and he ruins it, he's going to have to pay. So the Gemara discusses what exactly is the case. That the case is only where you give the carpenter this shita table migdal, a box, a wagon, or whatever, in order to uh, make some sort of tikkun on it, to make some sort of hosafa to it, and he did so, and then he broke it. So then there's no shvach, there's no shvach in, in the kli where he's able to say that uman kona that he was kona with any sort of shita meisa because it was already a kli, and now he ruined it, um, uh, a perfectly viable kli, so he has to pay for, uh, for a perfectly viable kli. Avol Nassim, the Kharash, ate him lasso shita teva migdal, but if you only gave him raw material, didn't, you didn't give him an already functioning kli. You gave him some wood, and you asked him to please make a uh, functioning kli. Va'asaman shita teva migdal, and he made a kli, he, he, he fashioned a kli, v'shibran, and then afterwards he broke it, Potter, then he doesn't have to pay for the value of full kli. My time, uman kona And the reason it doesn't have to pay for the full kli 
is because the uh, he becomes the owner of the kli as he builds it. So uh, he he's kona the shevach, and therefore he's only going to have to pay the demei eitzim. Meaning the kli only belongs to the balabais once he gives the balabais the kli and he gets paid for that kli. But in the meantime, he's the owner of the kli, and therefore what he ruined that belongs to the balabais is only the eitzim. So he's only going to have to pay the uh, the the uh, the demei the eitzim. Um, so the gemara asks on Rav Asi. Who potters when you give the human eitzim and he's mekalkal? He says, "Well, you only have to pay the eitzim tana." And it says in our Mishnah, "Nas on the umanim bekilkulu chayovin l'shalem." They have to pay my love the yovlu eitzim. Isn't that case of the Mishnah of nas on the umanim bekilkulu? Meaning the very first case of the Mishnah. We started by describing the second case of the Mishnah. But if you go back to the very first case of the Mishnah, isn't that talking about a case where you only gave him eitzim, you only gave him raw materials to make a kli, and he broke the kli? Uh, so over there also there should have been an uman kolu b'shvach kli, and yet we're saying that he has to pay for the full kli. So that's a kasher Ravasi who says that uman kolu b'shvach kli, and you only have to pay the eitzim. So says Maralow, the Mishnah is not talking about where you give him eitzim to make a kli. Even in the first line of the Mishnah, that's not what it's talking about. No, it's talking about where you give him shida teva umigdal. You give him an already functioning cleat to fix. So uh, since he was massacring the cleat... Um, I mean, since through the tikkun there's no real shvach kli, and he was uh, mekalkalit, so uh, he has to pay for the full kli that he had uh, that, that that he had in his uh, in his care. So it says, wait, the the first line of the mishnah is talking about where you give him a shita teva migdal to fix. I thought the second line of the mishnah was talking about where you give him a shita teva migdal to fix. Hamidiktani seifa from the fact that the second case of the mishnah is shida teva umigdal mechal deresha eitzim. Doesn't that imply that the first line? Was which never says that you gave him a kli. It just says that he was working on something. Doesn't that imply that that line is about where you're giving him just wood, and, and therefore we should apply uman konu kli? So Amri, so they answered, nah, prushika that the seifa is simply explaining the reisha. It's not two different cases. The reisha says the uman is working on something, you got to pay in full. And the seifa is ki'ilu, it's saying, Ketzad, what's an example where you're going to have to pay in full? Where it's just elaborating and explaining the case is where you actually gave him a functioning kli. And it's most mistaver that the Mishnah is written in the style of Ketzad, which means written in the style where the Seifa is being mefarish the Reisha. Because if you can say the Reisha is talking about where you only gave him raw materials, because if the mission, if the first line of the mission was talking about Eitzim and we're saying that there's no woman coming to Shvach Kli and you have to pay for the entire Kli and not just for the Eitzim so isn't it obvious then that if you actually gave the guy a Kli that he has to pay for the entire Kli meaning the Seifa becomes redundant uh, unnecessary and the obvious if once you have the Reisha if the Reisha is talking about where you gave the guy uh, raw materials where you gave, gave the guy wood so it says that's not a Raya that's the raya that you have that the ratio is talking about Shid Teva Migdal and not Eitzim. It's not the greatest raya because it could be that Tana Sefer Lagluye Reisha. Sometimes the Sefer's Mefarish the Reisha 
And sometimes the Seifa just crystallizes what case the Rasha was talking about. So by virtue of the fact that the Seifa is about where you give a Mashid the Teva Migdal, that crystallizes in our mind that the Rasha could not have been about a case of Shid the Teva Migdal where you gave him Eitzim. Shalot Tomer, that one should not say that Rasha Shid the Teva Migdal Aval Eitzim Lo, that the Rasha, since it was written so uh, cryptically, one might have thought that the Rasha is talking about a case where you give him a Kli, but if you gave him only Eitzim, then uh, uh, then he would not pay for the whole thing. So that's why Tana Seifa, the Seifa gets much more specific and says, Shida Teva Umigdal, in order to teach me, Michal Doresha Eitzim, Vafilu Avchayev Lashalim, in order to teach me that the Resha is not talking about where you give him Shida Teva Umigdal, it's talking about where you only gave him Eitzim, and still Yechayev Lashalim. So we don't have a raya from our Mishnah one way or the other, because there are two, two ways to interpret how the first two dinam of our Mishnah interact with each other. One way of interpreting it is that the second din is explaining the first din of the Mishnah, and the other is that no, it's revealing that the first din of the Mishnah is contrary to the second din of the Mishnah. So says Mar We have to try to bring a raya in this very important sugya of Uman Kona Bishvach Kli. The Ravasi held Uman Kona Bishvach Kli. So let's bring a raya to this din of Uman Kona Bishvach Kli from a Mishnah that we're going to have in tomorrow's daf. If a person gives wool to someone who dies wool professionally, and the tzemer got ruined in the uh, in the the, uh, the the dying vat uh, where he dies the where he dies the wool. So no the uh, the dyer gives the balabayas <coughs> the value of his wool that he had just ruined. So says Gemara in. Sounds like he only has to pay for the raw wool, but he does not have to pay for the shevach that the wool already had by being dyed before it got ruined. So, isn't this talking about where it was first dyed and then it was ruined? Sadiqa Shavcha, where there is clear shevach, it did get improved and was only then ruined. Why doesn't he have to pay for the fully improved, uh, totally dyed piece of wool that then got ruined? Because the fact that it was fully dyed, that was his own Kenyan. He was Kona with that improvement. He, the Uman owns that improvement. So he only has to pay for the raw wool that he received in the first place. Amr Shmuel, so Shmuel says, nah, it's not a raya. And it could be that the case of the of the wool that got ruined is that maybe the wool got ruined before it was dyed. So there was no shevach on the wool to speak of. So of course that in that case you're only going to have to pay for the wool. So the Gemara says, okay, so now can we prove from Shmuel that the Allah is not like Ravasi? Meaning if Shmuel says that the case in the Mishnah is where it got ruined before it was dyed, why did Shmuel have to say that? Probably because he holds that if it got ruined after it was dyed, well then uh, then then But if it got ruined after it was already dyed, after it was already hishpiach, my my, what would the halacha be? Isn't that implying that you give the tzemer and the shevach? If I could just ask that everyone mute, someone's unmuted. Uh, if you give the tzemer and the, and everyone should check, please, if they're muted. You should give the, the tzemer and the uh, the 
Shevach. So says Gemara, Leimish Shmuel, Lesley Dravasi. So maybe we can learn from there that Shmuel holds uh, the, the, uh, against Ravasi, that he disagrees with Ravasi. And, and that's significant because the Hilsuk Shmuel Bedine, we pass like Shmuel and Dine Mamanis. So Shmuel holds against Ravasi. So uh, that, that means uh, that we paskin that Enuman Kom Akonu Bishvachli. Because Ravasi holds Uman Konu Bishvachli, and Shmuel seems to be telling me Enuman Kom Bishvachli. So it says, No, Amalach Shmuel. Shmuel will, will explain that, what, that, which it's, that which it is Mashma from the Mishnah, that if it gets ruined after it's already been died, that you pay on the Shevach as well. Where you're using both the wool and the dyes of the balabayas. So in such a case, you can never say umen because the entire shevach was created through all of the materials that belong to the balabayas. In such a case, it's clear that the tzaba, that the dyer himself, is only getting payment for the time that he's putting in for the uh, for the for the for the the uh, the, the, the hours that. He puts in in, the, in doing the work, but he's not actually kona the cheftza itself. If we're talking about that, the Bailim gave the dyer the raw materials, including the dye as well. Why does the Mishnah say that when uh, he ruins it, uh, he pays the, uh, the, uh, only the mate simro? If the guy gave him not only the tzemer, but he also gave you the dyes, and you ruined everything, so no simro to mate simro. Then shouldn't it have said that you have to reimburse him not only for the tzemer that you ruined, but for the dyes that you ruined uh, as well? So answer tomorrow that really we're talking about that the dyer, we were backtracking from this last answer. Really the dyer is the one that owned the dyes. He's the one that used his own dyes to dye this uh, this wool. That which Shmuel said that the Mishnah is talking about where the tzemer was niskalkel before it was dyed, it's not because he disagrees with Ravasi. All he was saying was this Mishnah is not a raya to Ravasi because it's possible to be mefarish this Mishnah where it got ruined before it was died. You don't have to say that the Mishnah is talking about a case where it got ruined after it was died and therefore you don't have a raya to Ravasi. Shmuel was just being docha, which Lechora, the Gemara could have said right off the bat. Normally the Gemara would have said that right off the bat. The Gemara very rarely will say that when it, on a dechia of a raya that Mehechites is talking about this case, maybe it's talking about that case, that it's therefore a raya that it's talking about case number two. No, it's always a dechia. It's always that there's a possibility that it's talking about case number two. The sure raises this question that in every place in Shas, we always have Lema Masayele, and the Gemara is Docha the Raya, and it always means, and therefore it's not a Kasha, and it's not a Raya. So why are we here? Did we assume that if it's not a Kasha, then if it's not a, if it's if it's not a Raya, then it must be a Kasha? So that's a little bit difficult. Tashimasa says Gemara, let's try to bring another Raya. In this sugya of uman kara b'shvachli, hanosin talisa leuman, a person gives his talis to a, to a tailor to fix gemara vahodio. He finishes fixing it and he lets the bailim know that he can come pick it up, that it's prepared and he, uh, you know it's all ready and he can come pick it up. And uh, uh, he doesn't, he has no intention of holding on to it. So the din is that as long as the uman is still holding on to that talis, afilu mikanvi at the even if ten days pass, uh, ten days pass and the bailim doesn't come to. Give 
pick it up. He leaves it in the tailor shop. Ain't over love mishum lo talin. He has not violated the iser of delaying paying uh, your worker. Here he had this worker who was uh, who was fixing his talis for him. So the chori you have to go pick it up right away and pay for it right away. No, it's not a violation of lo talin because he's not obligated to pay because the uman is uh, is is being tofes a mashkon connected the chov. So you have a chov, but he's holding on to something. He's holding on to something of of uh, of value. But nasan lo yom if the uman returned the bailim returned the kli to the bailim in the middle of the day. Yeah, if once he gave you back the kli, once he delivered the item that he was working on, kivan Well, then as soon as the sun had set, uh, over love mishum baltalin. Well, then it's a violation of baltalin, right? This is an actual din that one is supposed to pay their workers on time. If someone works for you, you're not allowed to delay uh, payment. But if you hold that uman konim b'shvachli and he becomes the owner of the item, amai, why do we say that when he amai over mishum baltalin? Why do we say that when once he returns the item, it's a violation of baltalin? Baltalin is only something that applies to schirus poalim. Whereas in uman, that's mashpiach the beggar. If he's konim b'shvachli, then it's as if he he becomes the owner of the beggar and he's selling you the beggar. So it's not schirus poalim. So a kona who 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 uh, who who, who uh, doesn't yet pay someone who's selling him something? That's not a violation of uh, of baltalin. That's part of the rules of baltalin. It's not right. It's not a nice thing to do, but it's not part of that isidaraisa. I just got a shayla last week. Someone works uh, in the accounting office of a uh, nursing home or a conglomerate of nursing homes or something, and apparently standard in the industry is they wait months till they pay their their vendors, um, and the vendors do not like that. But uh, you know they don't really uh, have a choice, and uh, and they say, "Am I in violation of Baltalin? Because I'm being misayeya on the Baltalin that we're, we're that, that this is th- these are our marching orders that we're not supposed to pay our vendors for uh, for until a couple of months later. That, aside from the Chul Hashem Shabo, that is in a violation of Baltalin and by being misayeya in uh, in a uh, in a Baltalin in doing so. So I spoke to someone in the nursing home industry. They said that there's a reason for that because the nursing home industry, the nursing home people. Uh, get reimbursed by the government, and that's where their money comes in, and that comes late. So, so they, they just pass on that uh, that lateness to the vendors. Still not right. Still not uh, not nice. But that's the way the business uh, the business runs. But anyway, it's not Baltalin. Meaning, it's uh, it's it's not again not so nice. But it's not it's not Baltalin. Baltalin is when you have a worker, when you have a vendor. A vendor is giving you something, selling you something. When someone is selling you something, that's technically not Baltalin. It's not someone who's working for you. It's not wages of a worker. It's someone who's uh, selling you something. I messed up. I was interviewed on a podcast, the Kosher Money Podcast, and I was asked, "Is it Baltalin?" I'm like, "Yeah, probably." And then I realized afterwards that's not. But okay, so if people pay pay others on time, it's a, you know, as a result of that they're not going to. But as a, as a result of that, then uh, then that would be wonderful. So Amr Mari Breder Avkanis. So Mari Breder Avkanis says, really, we could say that an uman is konim b'shvachli. The reason he violates Baltalin is because the price the price is talking about begarda de sarbala, where you hire the uman to comb the wool um, in order to make a uh, an outer garment shivcha, where there is no shavach, because if you would leave it in the uh, in the, in the current uh, situation, and he wouldn't comb the wool, the beged would still uh, would last an even longer time for than it will last right now. Well, so so Well, in the end of the day, the Gemara says, why did the Bailim give the uman this wool to uh, to comb the rakuche in order to soften the beged to make it uh, nicer and more comfortable? Well, given the ratche, once he uh, combed it and he softened it, haynu shivcha that becomes the shevach of the beged because many people prefer a combed beged where it's softer and it keeps 
too warmer and it's nicer. So that we can also say um in such a case. And if um why is that a violation of Baltalin? So says Mara no, the case that the Tan is telling me that he violates Baltalin is the Agre Libitchi, that he hired him to uh, to trample on the Beget as a as as the first step of the laundering process. So Bitcha Bitcha Bimaasa, each trampling that he does on the Beget, he gets a he gets a where then he's considered like a schir yom who gets paid for the actual malacha that he does. Oh, that's uh, baltalin, right? If you don't pay that guy, then that's baltalin. You don't say um and kol unless he's working bekablanus, unless he's getting paid by the job and he and he's uh, and, and he gets paid for the shevach. Now, according to what we initially thought, that it's the Lagri Lebitchi, that we're not talking about where you hired him to trample on the Beged, but rather you're paying him Bekablanos, and still the Brisa says that it's a violation of Baltalin. Ooh, maybe that's a Raya to the din of Rav Sheshis. Elsewhere, where Rav Sheshis said, the Bible name Rav Sheshis, where they, they asked Rav Sheshis the Shaila, that the Balabais gives an Uman uh, something to do uh, with Kaplanos, and he doesn't pay him on time. Is that a violation of Baltalin when you hired someone to work, but not that you're paying him by the hour or by the day, you're paying him for the job? So is that Baltalin? Rav Sheshis over. And Rav Sheshis says, yes, that indeed is Baltalin. So maybe Rav Sheshis, who paskins that there's an Isra of Baltalin by an Uman who works with Kablanos, is in disagreement with Ravasi and holds Ein Uman Kon Bishvachli. And therefore, when you give the Uman eight in order to make a uh, box for you and after he makes the box he breaks the box so you should pay for the full box not like Ravasi had said where he only paid to me him so Amr Shmuel Bar Acha that which Rav Shesha says that you violated uh, Baltalin by Kablanus is Bishlicha Di Igarta that's talking about where you hired a Shliach to bring a letter uh, to, to somewhere that even that Shliach even though the Shliach is working by Kablanus there is no Shavach so there is no there's nothing to talk about but anything that involves Shavach, it could be that Shmuel holds like Ravasi, that indeed Uman is Kona Bishvachli. In a case where he's not Kona Bishvachli and he doesn't become the owner because he's not doing anything that improves the item. Uh, a mailman is just bringing the package from one place to, to the other. That's where we say that there's a violation of Baltalin, even though he's a, he's a Kablan and he's not a, uh, a Skir Yom. Okay. Now the Gemara says, well, maybe this entire discussion of Uman Kodem B'Shvach Kli is really already a Machlokas Tanayim. Lema Ketanayim. Maybe it's totally in the, in the following Machlokas Tanayim. Aseli Shirim Nizamin Vitabaos. If a woman uh, gives uh, some gold, some raw gold to an Uman and says, make me jewelry out of it, make me rings, make me bracelets, make me uh, earrings, uh, nose rings, whatever. And, I, and, and, and in exchange for that, for being my jeweler, I will become a Kudashas to you instead of paying you for the, uh, for the work. So that's what he's going to do. He's going to fashion her some nice jewelry and she will be Mukudashas in with that. Well, Kivan Shasan, once he makes these uh, pieces of jewelry, Mukudashas, she becomes Mukudashas in different Rabbi Meir. The Chum and the Chum say, no, she's not Mukudashas until she gets the money. My Mamun, what Mamun are we talking about there? She's not Mukudashas until she gets the money. If we're talking about that, until she gets the actual tachshitim, the actual jewelry. So that sounds like, according to her mayor, she's Mekodesh, so as soon as the guy finishes making the tachshitim, even before he gives her the, the tachshitim. How could that possibly be? I mean, it can't be that we're talking about 
<coughs> that there's a machlokas, whether she's mukadashas before he gives the takshitim, because how could it possibly uh, be that she's mukadashas before he actually gives the takshitim? What did he give her? Elipshita, my mamon. What does it mean that achigir mamon liyada? It means mamon acher. It means that according to the Chavim, this deal doesn't work. That if, uh, if, uh, if, he, if she asks him, fashion some jewelry for me, and I'll be mukadashas to you with that, uh, and uh, he fashions the jewelry and gives it to her, that doesn't work. You still need to get separate Kesef Kiddushin in order to be a Mekadesher. And Rameir says it does work, that she's a Mekadeshah. So Gemara says, what are they arguing about? Maybe the original assumption is that both Rameir and the Chavim hold that a person who gives a Powell a Malacha to do, Bikablanus, everything that the Powell does, every slight improvement the Powell makes on the item as he's working on it, he's earning a little bit more money. So every time he bangs the hammer, he's earning another pruta. He's earning a little more. The, the only thing is, as Tosas points out, yeah, you owe him for each little bit that he does. and he becomes, So the, the, the tab is just uh, increasing as time goes on. But not that you're actually obligated to pay at that point. Ain't schirus mishtalemes elo lebasov. Schirus is only, you only actually have to pay it, basov, but, but the mechanics behind the scenes of how it's working is that the, uh, the tab is running and the, and, 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 and the amount is increasing. I always mention the muscle that uh, Rav Yonatan Sachs gives to Yeshon Schirus Mitchil Vatsov. It's like when uh, in the old days, when you would, not like with Ubers, in the old days when you take a taxi and there's a, a, it's a meter on the uh, taxi. So you see it goes up by 35 cents every uh, 10 seconds going up by 30. No one thinks you should be sitting in the back with quarters and uh, dimes and chucking them at the uh, taxi driver as it goes up each time. Obviously, but you get to see with each little bit that it goes, uh, that, that, that he's earning a little bit more each time. So that's the concept of Yeshon Schiz Mitzchil Vatsov. So we're assuming everyone agrees that that's true. So when the Umar is Makadish the Isha with uh, his work, he's Makadish her with the Mechila of the Halva'a that he essentially has. And we're also assuming that both Rameir and the Chamer agree that if you're Makadish woman with the Milva, then the Seyyidim Gadash does not work. So, my, so then what are they arguing about? My love, boom, and kona, mishvach, kli, kamifli. It must be that they're arguing whether the woman is kona, mishvach, kli, that the improvement he's making on the, on the gold and turning it into a kli, that he becomes the owner of the kli, at least, so, so, uh, at least the portion of the kli that equals the value of that shevach that he's making. Rameir holds he becomes the owner of that, and therefore when he gives her the tachshitim, he's giving her the shevach that he owns in that kli, and therefore he's actually giving her something for, uh, for kiddushin. For Rabbanon Sabri, and Rabbanon hold, no, he does not become the owner of that kli, and therefore it's not considered that he's giving his own money to the woman to be Mekadishir. He's only being mochel the scharpu ulaso. So that's like a halva. So you can't be Mekadishanisha with a, uh, with, with, uh, with a halva. The Maram Shik writes that there are two ways to understand why it is that one would hold uh, that Einuman Kona Bishvachli. One is that the Uman is Mashbiach al Das Balabais, that it's Yado Kiado, that he's just the Shliach of the Balabais, and whatever he's doing is as if the Balabais is doing it, and therefore he has no, no Kavana to be Kona the Shabbat. 
his kavana is to be that, that he's functioning on behalf of the Balabais and he'll get paid for doing that later. And the second way of understanding is that since the Shavach is not separate from the Kli, it's a Chelek of the Kli, the Uman can't be Zoch in the Shavach, even if he does intend to be. It's not about his kavana. He, he could have all the kavana in the world that he wants to be Zoch in the Shavach, but you can't make a Kenyan on a Kli that's not yours, meaning just because there are improvements being made to the Kli that you're contributing, but the Kli belongs to somebody else. And it's inseparable. The Shevach and the, and the Gufa Kli are inseparable from each other. So isn't this the Machlokas then? Umun Kormu Shvachli or Ein Umun Kormu Shvachli? Says Marlo. That's not at all the Machlokas. To Kuli, we're going to have four alternative explanations. To Kuli, Alma Ein Umun Kormu Shvachli. Maybe everyone says Ein Umun Kormu Shvachli, and therefore the Umun is not giving you anything that belongs to himself. El Hachav Yeshan Schirus Mitchil Vatsov Kamifli. Machlokas are Mer and Lachamim is. Is do we hold to the concept of Yeshan Schirus Mitchil Vatsov, or is it only Basov? That he actually owes the money. So a mayor holds that uh, that the the uh, obligation for payment only comes at the end. So the uman is not being mekadesh or with the mechilas milva that he has. It's with the mechila of the schar that she owes him right now. So that's mekudeshas. And the rabbanon hold that no, it's an ongoing tab and there's a milva that's going on. So when he's mochal at the end, it's trying to be mekadesh b'milva. Mekadesh b'milva does not work. So the Gemara says, a second alternative, maybe everyone knows Yeshon Schirus Mitchil Vatsov, and therefore this should be akin to being Makadish Bimilva. And that's good for the point. The Machlokas Tanayim is, does it work to be Makadish Bimilva? That it's a Machlokas Tanayim, whether Makadish Bimilva is Makadashas, or Ain't a Makadashas. Or alternatively, Rava Amar Dukuliyam Yeshon Schirus Mitchil Vatsov. That it's an ongoing tab, and therefore it's a milva. And normally it would not work to be mekadesh milva. And he does not become the owner of the kli. So why on earth should she be mekadeshes? According to one opinion, he didn't just return the raw material that he was masaking. He added a little stone into the uh, into the into the the jewelry. So Meir Savar milva pruta daita pruta that if he tries to be Makadish with the combination of a milva and a pruta that he added. Her das is to be Mukadeshas with the pruta, and that pruta was his, and he added that, and therefore she's Mukadeshas. Then no, her das is to be Mukadeshas with the milva, and that doesn't work because she cannot be Mukadeshas <coughs> with the uh, with the milva. Now according to the man Yerman, the Mekadish Milva Pruta, Daita Milva, why does it help that he gives her other money? It's Daita Milva, meaning, what, what was the Shita that said that, uh, that, that, that what was the Rabbanan Shita, that it's Achit in Lamamon, that he has to give her Momonacher? But if her das is still on the Milva, what does it help that he gives Momonacher? So Shita Lodolmi means that he gives her Momonacher and he says, forget what we just had with the Milva, I want to be Mekadish you with this. And, and then it's obvious that it's on the Momon, which would mean that if he were to say that about the nofach that he added, it would also work if he were to say, forget about the milva. It's that little gem. That's what I'm being Makadish you with. Then, of course, that would work as well. Ubepluktadani tanayin. Rameir and the Rabbanon are arguing in the following machlokas tanayin. Titania. 
already finished the avoda. He gave it back to the woman, so it's considered a milva. But if he says that which I will do for you in the future, then when he finishes his work and he returns the object to the to the isha, she's mukadeshes. So this Tana holds in the schirus of when he uh, and therefore when he returns the malachater and she's uh, it's not not a din of mekadesh b'milva he's actually being mekadesh with something. Rabbi Nassim Omer b'schar she'es ha'imach ena mekadeshes that even if he says to her b'schar of what I will do it's still ena mekadeshes because yeshna l'schirus mitchil v'yatsof and uh, each pruta has a din of a milva and mekadesh b'milva is ena mekadeshes v'kols shekain b'schar shasisi imach and kavachomer if it was about that which he had already done with her. Rabbi Yehuda Nasi Omer the MS Amru that the uh, that the Allah is Bain Bischar Shasisimach, Bain Bischar Shasimach, Ainu Mukadashas, but Vimos Vlanofak Mishalom Mukadashas. But if he adds a Nofak Mishalom, ooh, that would be enough to be uh, to be Makadishir. The Gemara in Shabbos of Sajibay says whenever it says BMS Amru, it means that, uh, that, that that's the Halacha. That BMS Amru is that it's, uh, it's a Halacha. Rav Vadi Bartanur in Mesach Shuma says, Ki'ilu it's Halach al Moshe Misinai. That just like that's MS, Halach al Moshe Misinai is undisputed MS, so Bema Samru means this is an undisputed uh, halacha. So, Bain Tanakam the Rabbi Nassim, Ikebenai Eschirbus. It's obvious what the Tanakam and Rabbi Nassim are arguing about. They're arguing about Yeshua Eschirbus, Eschirbus, and Eschirbus, and Eschirbus. But Bain Rabbi Nassim and Rabbi Danasi, what exactly is the machlokes between the Rabbi Nassim and Rabbi Danasi? Ikebenai Milvo Pruta. What they're arguing about is when he's a Mosef Nofach Michalo, do we assume Daita Milva or Daita Pruta? So that's what they're, they're actually arguing about. So that's, in fact, Machlokas Tanayim. Now the Gemara says, another case of an uman that messes up. tabach uman You give a professional shokhet, an animal to shecht, and he ruins it. So chayiv l'shalim, he has to pay for it. Maziku, poshehu, It's as if uh, he's a mazik, he's a poshea. It's as if you told him, shecht the animal over here, and he shechts the animal somewhere else. You tell him, here, shecht by the neck, and he shechts right across the, he just chops right down the middle of the head or something. So he's an absolute mazik. The Ramban wonders, he says, are all the psulei shechita the same? You know, by some of the psulei shechita, like hagrama, where you shechted in the wrong spot, or, 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 or ikur, where you remove the simanim from, from the place where they are, so that's a hezek nikr. You did something that's clearly not a shechita. But a pagam of shihia, where you just took longer than you should have, and you paused in the middle of the shechita, or drisa, where you press down instead of doing a slicing motion, isn't that a hezek shein nikr? The animal looks just as shechted as any other animal, was cut exactly in the right place. So isn't that a hezek shein nicker? So the Rabban Kuchristin the Garmi says, no, if you didn't shecht it properly, so then you have a dead animal that's not shechted. So it's not, it's very nicker that the animal is dead. You've turned this animal into an avela. So that's, a, that's a, the very definition of a hezek nicker. So anyway, says poshehu. why does the Shmuel have to say those words, maziku poshehu, yamar maziku, if it only would have said maziku, have amina, I would have said that this uh, type of ruining it is not like an ones. And therefore, Shmuel compares it to an Adam Amazik who's chayv b'tashlumim, even when, he's, uh, when he pays, uh, that it is like an ones, and therefore he's, he's like an Adam Amazik who pays ba'ones. But that's only if he's getting paid to do the shechita. But where he's, getting, where he's not getting paid, he's doing it for free. Lo, I would think he's not chayv. So that's why he has to say to tell me that it's like a pshia, that even if he's not getting paid, 
Said he's going to have to, uh, he's going to be Chayiv. So the Rav Chaim Barguria asks a Shmuel from a Brisa where it sounds like he's only Chayiv if he gets paid. Eisvei Rav Chaim Barguria Shmuel Hanosim Beimel Tabach Vinibla. You give a Beimel to a Shochet and he's Menavelit. He turns it into a Nevela. So Uman, if he's a professional Potter, Hediot. But if he's not a professional Chayiv, Vimnosin Sachar. And if you uh, pay him to do the Shechita, Bein Hediot Bein Uman Chayiv. Then regardless of how much a professional he is, he's Chayiv. So uh, it's a Kasha and Shmuel who holds that you're Chayiv, even if he does it for free. Samalei, La'akr Mochich. That Shmuel says, you have no brain in your head. What are you talking about? So one of the Talmidim from the yeshiva came and asked Shmuel from this b'risa again, you're taking the same, uh, you know, uh, you're going to get get the same response that the other guy got. I'm going to give it to you over the head the same way. I'm telling you my my das within Shittas Rameir, the Kamrisa Lerabanan. Meaning, instead of telling him you have no brain, he explained to him why he thinks he has no brain. Meaning, you're, you're, you're telling me the Shita of, 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 of Rabbanan. I'm just trying to explain to you the Shita of Rameir, so you can't ask me from the Shita of the Rabbanan. Why aren't you medaktek in the things that I'm telling you? That the reason the Shochit is Chayiv is Maziku, Poshehu, Vinasakom, Shochli Mikan, Vishachal Mikan, Manisle Haisvaru. Who's the Tana that holds that your Machayiv is Shochit because he wasn't careful in the Shita? Rameir, Da'amar, Mbaile, the Miryanafshi. It's Rameir who holds that a person has to be very careful in the way he, uh, he acts, in the way he does things. So the Talmidim should have understood from Shmuel that he's only talking within the sheet of Rameir. So they're hacking him with the sheet of the Chachamim. So that's not right. Hey, Rameir, where does Rameir say such a thing? It's actually, you know, we'll start from there tomorrow. I fell behind Dafka on purpose because tomorrow's Dafka is really, really short. So uh, I figured uh, we'll make it up uh, tomorrow. Okay, everyone have a great day. A good Chaydesh and a uh, good Shabbos.